human beings naturally have this tendency to want to expand, mm -hmm. right? Like, for example, we want more money or more sex or more clothes or more material goods. Like, we want more experiences. We want more pleasure, right? So it's just, it's natural, I think, for human beings to want to expand their life into having more larger homes larger cars right so it's just it's this natural tendency i think for man to want more mm -hmm. right and i think i think the key is um to recognize that balance between more equating to more stress mm. right versus more equating to more abundance and more peace mm. and more contentment and more tranquility. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Plus podcast. I'm your host, Karina Rachel, and today I'm joined by Ritesh Sheth. He has a master's in yoga sciences and naturopathic medicine and studied at the Art of Living Foundation. Today, we're going to be discussing how yoga can help you cultivate a tranquil mind, what that means, and offering you some guidelines and advice on how to start feeling a bit more tranquility and peace right now. Thank you so much for joining me today. Sure. Hi, Karina. I'm so glad to have you back on the program. Yeah. So you just finished creating this Tranquil Mind series for uh -huh. our app, Yoga Plus. Yeah. And I thought it would just be a great opportunity for you to talk a little bit about what the benefits are of having a more tranquil mind and how yoga and your program specifically can help someone attain that. Sure. Yeah. So the benefits of a tranquil mind or really the, I think the greatest benefit is energy. Yeah. So, um, people often ask me, Hey, how can I have more energy in daily life? And they typically take caffeine or other substances to, to feel highs and then relax. And so I tell them, you know, you don't need to do any of that, right? You can maintain this state of mind that has good energy yeah, throughout the day. And, um, one of the four sources of energy is a calm and meditative state of mind. Um, good sleep, six to eight hours of sleep, uh, the breath, certain breath work and meditative exercises. Let me let me go ahead and just touch on the four sources of energy. Uh, one is um, one is around sleep, getting proper sleep, six to eight hours of sleep per day. And then the second uh, really powerful source of energy, is food. So having a food rich in fruits and vegetables, for example, mm -hmm. and proper hydration, you know, eight to 10 glasses of water per day. Um, another really powerful source of energy is um, exercise. So the breath exercise. Um, and then the final source of energy is a calm and meditative state of mind. So, you know, when we get, say we get really angry, for example, then what happens, it zaps our energy afterward, right? If you have road rage, for example, then afterward you get real tired, right? Or if you get angry at somebody, then you just feel tired and down. And so having that sense of equanimity, right? That sense of tranquility in mind actually gives us a lot of energy that we can better utilize throughout the day. And it gives us some sense of clarity of mind um, 
and we're able to really effectively be present to each and every moment as it's happening. And we're able to better communicate, better listen, um, have more patience. So yeah, it reduces stress as well. So um, a combination of breath work, meditation, um, proper sleep, proper nutrition, and then maintaining uh, me meditation or maintaining that sense of equanimity, that sense of tranquility in uh, daily life. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It's almost as if just kind of reining in where we put our energy, I guess you could say. So yeah. to take that road rage example or just kind of when we're feeling stressed and there are a lot of pressures that our modern yeah. day world puts on us. Um, we can maybe just put our energy into things that are not the best use in terms of how it's going to make us feel afterwards. Yeah. So getting angry with someone or yeah. getting frustrated with something. Yeah. So the tranquility of mind almost sounds like it's just this ability to have a little bit more control over our emotions or maybe how yeah, we sure. express our emotions. Yeah. And, you know, and something that's real powerful that you bring up is how oftentimes our emotions control our breath. So mm -hmm. something that my teacher says, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar is, is my yoga teacher, meditation teacher, life teacher. He started this nonprofit NGO called the Art of Living Foundation where I did my teacher trainings. And um, something he said so beautifully, he says that typically it's our emotions that control our breath. So think about mm -hmm. a friend going through a breakup that you know, you, you'll be talking to in a mid-sentence, they'll just they'll sigh, right? Yes, that and quick, so, kind yeah, of you kind of exhale. feel it, right? And they're just kind of down. Or like when you're when you're on vacation and you're like, oh, you just, you're at a mountaintop and you want to take a breath of fresh air. And you know, people even say that, right? Mm -hmm. And so in, in that instance, our emotions are controlling our breath. What's so powerful about yoga and breath work and meditation is the opposite can happen. The breath can control our emotions. Mm. Yeah, so a little bit of um, breath work and meditation and yoga in the morning and a little bit in the evening has a profound effect on our state of mind. And we can literally control our emotional state. Mm -hmm. So it's real powerful. It's Definitely. very much a science. Yeah. And I think you bring up a great point there, which is if people start to notice their breathing when they're yeah. in those different situations. So how are you breathing when you're in a really, you know, maybe stressful sitting in traffic type of situation? Yeah. How do you breathe when you are feeling your most relaxed or when you're feeling sure. the most at peace? And you do start to notice, like you're saying, that when you're stressed, the breathing pattern becomes completely different than when you're in that emotional calm state or just feeling yeah. more calm. Um, yeah. So noticing the breath as kind of a nice starting point. Yeah. And then once you start to notice those little, you know, oh, I, I breathe really rushed or I breathe really shallow when I'm feeling yeah. stressed or when I'm doing something that I feel irritable or irritated by doing. Um, so then you're saying kind of the next step from there is to actually then use the breath to cope with the emotions, to bring down yeah. that feeling of emotional yeah. stress. Or, yeah, to transform emotion, right? So um, can I share with you a technique that I learned in uh, the Art of Living? It's called the Art. It was called the Art of Living Part One course. Then they called it the Art of Living Happiness Program. Now it's called the Sky Breath Meditation Course. And mm. there's a particular technique I'd love to share with you. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay, cool. So it's called the technique. 
And, and the idea is that, so like, say you're feeling nervous or you got butterflies in your stomach or you're feeling stressed. Um, what you can do is you can take like a handkerchief or, or, or a Kleenex or something. And you just go kind of like, um, it's kind of like when you, when you sneeze, but it's something like that. You just go, you go, hmm. I'll try to make the sound. You go, you go, hmm. All right. Just try it. And, and, and it's just, you, it's really powerful. You even have my little yeah yeah cool yeah you, you have a <laughs> handkerchief there yeah just try it so, hmm. yeah. Hmm. yeah there you go yeah do you notice a change i like, mean i can't suppress my laughter now okay cool yeah just do it for, just do it a few times you know one time i was in india and um and my teacher had this uh guided meditation where all he did was hmm and you do it for a while and you just you just light up i just started laughing my head off it's mm -hmm. so powerful mm -hmm. so it's something to really try so Definitely. it's a cool technique <laughs> and so these types of breathing techniques this is something that we'll learn in the tranquil mind course that you created yeah so actually the hmm technique is something you just learned in the podcast i, I actually did not teach it in the course but okay. you'll learn several different types of pranayama and pranayama simply means um utilizing life energy or the life force right and so in the west we say energy in the east in china they say chi in india they say prana the idea is that so pranayama means literally controlling life energy mm. so it's really powerful it's a it's a, it's a fascinating way to uh to gain energy and then to also just maintain that state of equanimity yeah right can we talk a little bit about maybe what are the some of the things that are contributing to people not having a tranquil mind? You know, sure. We talked about just road rage as an example, yeah. but are there other, you know, maybe contributing factors that you think that people can start addressing? Yeah, I, I think that one of the biggest uh, um, offenders of people maintaining the state of equanimity is technology. It's too much access to, to like, even while we were sitting here earlier, my phone started ringing, right? Or mm -hmm. the lawnmower is out there or, you know, people all go to people's homes sometimes and they'll have their TV on while they're meeting and they'll have their cell phone in their hand and mm -hmm. your mid-sentence is talking to them and they get a call and all of us or a text message. And so even while you're directly communicating with somebody, there's this technology offender, if you will, mm. or, or just, you know, someone that's sitting in front of a TV with their iPad and their cell phone. And so it's like, there's too much stimulation, mm. right? Or you're in your car and you're looking at your phone while you're driving. You know, I see it all the time and, and people are, they're just so, and, and it's also, they're so overbooked with mm. so many distractions, right? And it's just kind of, it's coming back to this place of um, being with nature or um, being in a hot tub without your cell phone, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many people I, I work out at, at uh, Lifetime Fitness. And, uh, and when I'm at the gym, I'm always surprised at how many people walk into the hot tub with their cell phone on and they'll literally put their cell phone on like a towel and watch their cell phone while they're in the hot tub. And I'm thinking, why can't you just like detach for like five or 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. Or there, there are, you'll, you'll see people always walking around with their ears, ears connected to, what, what do they call them? The Those, earbuds. Yeah, the earbuds. Headphones. Yeah, or... I forget what, what the Apple product is, but 
but you know, people are constantly connected. So it's, I think, I think what helps people get to that space of feeling centered and grounded and feeling a little more equanimity or tranquility is having some time to just go for a nature walk, Mm -hmm. right? I talked to a friend this morning who's a, who's a yoga teacher up in Minnesota. And she said, I just got back from a long walk. And she said it was so nice to just be out in nature, you know, something that one of my mentors, she said once, she said, just walk barefoot on the grass for a little while to feel really grounded and centered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just walking on grass. But when was the last time you were barefoot, no no technology on you and you just walked on grass? This podcast is brought to you by the Yoga Plus app by Psyche Truth. Listening is just the first part of the journey. Take the next step with your free 14 day trial. Join our professional yoga classes from a variety of instructors. Break a sweat with our high-intensity fitness programs. Elevate your mind, spirit, and body through guided meditations. Start your free 14-day trial today. Yoga Plus by Psyche Truth, available on the App Store and Google Play. I try to do that on a regular basis. Oh, good. I'll be honest. But it is interesting how all of the demands of our modern-day life Make it so, oh, well, I could get more done if I was, you know, answering some emails while I was doing my outside sure. time or if we're, yeah. you know, kind of just always multitasking. Yeah. Um, and I think you touch on something really important, which is that a lot of um, a lot of us are just so used now to used to uh, having all that different input. So the yeah. radio's on, the TV is on, this is on, and then you're kind mm-hmm. of halfway reading your phone. And it's kind of this you just start taking the amount of focus or attention and you just keep splitting it up. Yeah. It's like a cake that you said, okay, now we got to cut this cake into a hundred pieces. Yeah. Well, now each little piece is going to, it's going to be really, really small piece of cake. So yeah. I think about this in terms of our energy or our focus, our attention. We talked a lot about attention and intention in one yeah. of our previous talks as well. Um, but then when you just kind of start, cutting the pie into too many pieces or spreading the peanut butter too thin. There's a couple different, you know, uh, really visual ways that I think about it when I'm thinking about, you know, I want to try to not be so dispersed or I want to try to not be so distracted with a lot of things at once. And then so you bring all of your focus into maybe just one thing you're working on and suddenly you're better at that thing. You get it done more quickly. So it's kind of this, kind of disconnect between we feel like, oh, well, if I'm multitasking and I'm doing all of these different things at once and I'm listening to a podcast at the same time and I'm doing this, you know, we feel like we can get more done. But then at the end of that meeting or whatever it is, you're actually have retained less. Maybe you've not even accomplished as much as you would have if you were putting all your focus into one thing at a time. Sure. Um, But that's very kind of antithetical to what I think a lot of our you know, mainstream culture is having us do because it wants us to always be multitasking and doing all these as much as we can at once. Um, And then, yeah, we kind of have this very only halfway connected uh, to the things that we're doing sort of mentality. Um, Mm -hmm. And it kind of robs you of your joy, of your enjoyment of those things. Um, And then contributing to that stress and that maybe, um, not a a real pressure on you that you actually have to be doing all those things and you have to do them all at one time, but that perceived pressure, you know, mm. that we place on ourselves that we, you know, we're not getting enough done or we should be, 
you know, getting more things done at one time. Yeah. Um, one of the things you spoke about when we were talking about the Tranquil Mind series, this idea of being able to sit in silence with mm. yourself mm. and kind of thinking of that as something as really kind of the polar opposite of where most of us are in our daily lives, which is with mm. tons of different stimulus and input and information coming in, yeah. maybe distracting us so that we don't have to just sit with our internal thoughts um, mm. or sitting in silence with ourselves, as you said. Yeah. Is there a reason that you think people are maybe trying to avoid sitting in silence with themselves or avoid not having, you know, something playing in the background or kind of that added distraction? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've thought about that. And I think that human beings naturally have this tendency to want to expand, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, we want more money or more sex or more clothes or more material goods. Like we want more experiences. We want more pleasure, right? So it's just, it's natural, I think, for human beings to want to expand their life into mm -hmm. having more, larger homes, larger cars, right? So it's just, it's this natural tendency, I think, for man to want more, mm -hmm. right? And I think, I think the key is um, to recognize that balance between more equating to more stress, mm. right? Versus more equating to more abundance and more peace mm. and more contentment and more tranquility. Right. And so it's, it's this, and, and, and it's a balancing act. Uh, one thing that my teacher says uh, that, that I learned in, in the happiness program is um, he says, he, something, he says so beautifully, he says um, more responsibility and higher needs equates to stress. Mm. And now low responsibility and low needs actually equates to a kind of a, a dull inertia. And the, the worst scenario is low responsibility and high needs, which equates to unhappiness. And the ultimate scenario is high responsibilities and low needs. Mm. And so the key is you want to be able to affect your environment, your sense of community, to serve others, um, to take on responsibility for yourself and for your community. And that equates to serving others and creating the sense of happiness in your life mm -hmm. without requiring so much. And I think what happens is where people get stressed and they get so far away from that sense of tranquility is when um, they have so much responsibility um, and they have so many needs, right? right. Yeah, so. I definitely can think of several people that I know in my life who, as they accumulated the material possessions, the bigger house, all yeah. of that came with significantly more stress. Yeah. And I definitely in my own life can recognize how, um, material possessions, it's an kind of this interesting conundrum where in a way our culture has really, um, molded us to yeah. focus on those material possessions and to feel a lot of reward 
when we maybe get a raise or we have something uh, move into a bigger house or we have a bigger, nicer car than someone else. Yeah. There's kind of this, you know, uh, input coming in from the social structure and especially from all the advertisements. And I mean, I think we can hopefully all agree that we live in a pretty uh, corporate influenced world. Okay. So that yeah. influence on us to want material possessions and always want something bigger and always be wanting to, you know, switch yeah. up to the bigger, fancier car and switch up yeah. to the bigger, fancier phone. Everything is really designed to keep us in that little rat race, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but by and large, when you actually get down to the nitty gritty of it, those material possessions in and of themselves mm. really don't, in my perspective they really don't seem to bring a lot of pleasure. And so yeah. that additional responsibility and additional stress that comes with that bigger bill or that bigger payment or whatever yeah. ends up maybe just making the person feel worse. So we're in this kind yeah. of constant thing where we think we're going to feel better if we buy the bigger car, we buy the bigger this, or we spend the more money on whatever it is. But then at the same time, as you get kind of caught up in that, you do end up realizing that that isn't actually making me happier. Yeah. Um, but at the mm. same time, so many people are maybe just disconnected with mm. being able to notice what's really bringing them joy or what's just bringing them this perceived joy um, that's coming from the external influences on us rather than our own human nature. So sure. our human nature is that we feel joy, you know, looking at flowers or feeling the grass beneath our feet, walking outside, mm -hmm. feeling the breeze through our hair, all of these really kind of completely free things that don't cost us a penny yeah. that really do make us feel that sense of tranquility, that sense of just serenity or contentment. And I think a lot of us, if we can start to examine maybe the influence of our material desires or maybe just misplaced importance on material possessions, you'll really start realizing that the, the sweetness of life isn't in those material possessions and isn't in the distractions and the yeah. being able to do 20 different things at once, yeah. but it really comes from those smaller things, those simpler things, and just putting a little bit more of our focus and attention on those things that a lot of times we just don't even notice. Because yeah. we're so distracted. We don't notice the breeze through the trees. We don't yeah. notice the sensation of the wind on our face. Yeah. Um, so just kind of reconnecting with the things that um, are, are are simpler, are more natural, and are yeah. free, yeah. <laughs> which I always love coming yeah. back to because so often the solutions that people give us to things are, you know, a lot a lot more expensive. It kind of goes back to what I would call the essence of the problem, which is that feeling that material possessions bring us joy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It just, and it's just, it's, yeah, it, it's the, it's the sense of, um, I feel like my greatest joy comes from serving others. Mm. And so that connection with another human being, that connection with, uh, with students, is so powerful. Um, I was a yoga therapist in a hospital and within an hour seeing a transformation from a patient at the start of a, of a group meditation. Uh, I had one patient that was just bouncing off the wall. She couldn't sit still. Mm. And it, within an hour, at the end of the hour, she was meditating. 
And it's just so beautiful to see that transformation where we, you know, through the yoga asanas in the, in the beginning of the series, we start with uh, more physical yoga asanas that get the restlessness. In, in, in Ayurvedic medicine, it's called rajas. So getting that rajas out of the body, the restlessness out of the body, and then being able to uh, sit still for meditation after Shavasana and be able to go deeper into pranayama, be able to balance the, the different sides of the body mm. and the mind. Yeah. And so being able to get centered and grounded, get the restlessness out of the body, then being able to rest and clear the head so that we can then sit for meditation. You know, right. It's the ultimate goal of yoga is so that you can sit for meditation comfortably. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. I think you touch on something really important there, that restlessness or just kind mm -hmm. of tension throughout the body, which maybe is this combination of maybe we're a little too sedentary and the body just kind of needs more movement. Or maybe we've been you know, kind of bottling up our emotions a lot for a long time. And yeah. so there's like maybe these different things that contribute to that restlessness, so yeah. to speak. Or um, I think a lot of people when they start practicing yoga or they start practicing meditation, there is that feeling that um, it doesn't feel right in their body or it just feels yeah. awkward or uncomfortable or strange. And maybe letting that... Um, that strangeness be the symbol that this is what is needed, so to speak, mm -hmm. like getting the body out of just being in a comfortable, sedentary, always reclined on the couch or always whatever, um, getting out of that position and getting the body into more movement and more shapes that it's not used to being in, yeah. not only to kind of get through that physical restlessness that the body can feel, but mm -hmm. how much that translates over to that sense of mental restlessness that sure. so many experience. Um, so I know that was something that I definitely noticed when I kind of started doing bedtime yoga, yeah. that was kind of the start for me. And I wasn't able to, you know, to get my mind to turn off at the end sure. of the day. Yeah. And so it was through moving through the physical mm. asanas, moving through the different, you know, stretches and movements, um, and then Shavasana at the end. And suddenly yeah. I realized, oh, you know, moving the physical body does impact your mind. And it kind of maybe seems that they're not connected when you're looking at it or when you're taking the perspective that a lot of us are in just in our mainstream culture, you don't realize that m the physical movements you do with your body can have such an effect on how you're feeling in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And then taking that uh, pranayama and breath work and meditation to kind of bring that one step further mm -hmm. um, is such a powerful thing. And I think it's so wonderful that you've dedicated yourself to sharing that with others yeah, um, and teaching others how to do that because it's not something yeah. where you just sit down and suddenly you've, yeah. you know, figured out how to meditate or figured out how to find that tranquility of mind. Yeah. It's not just an automatic thing. 
And especially in our kind of fast paced lifestyles, that's maybe almost the hardest thing for a lot of people to do. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me that Shavasana is the most difficult pose, wow. just being there in stillness and avoiding that yeah. restlessness or feeling fidgety or feeling like, oh, you know, I really got to get to this other thing. I'm going to leave class or, sure. or whatever. Yeah. So that sitting in stillness, again, kind of bringing us back full circle, this ability to sit in silence with ourselves mm. and to feel a sense of tranquility that we're not just sitting there waiting ah, for the class to right. be over or waiting to get to the next thing. Yeah. So if there was maybe something you could offer that people could do right now to yeah. help feel more tranquility, we talked about the little breathing technique earlier, which I yeah. love. Anyone could do that anytime, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Are there any other little pieces of advice you would share? I, I would say um, right now, if there's any one thing you could do to feel more tranquil, it's um, go outside, walk on the grass, turn off your cell phone, leave the electronics inside the home and just take a break. Like, mm -hmm. you know, every, maybe for every, every on the hour, take five to 15 minutes and just go outside. Or, um, if it's too cold or too hot outside, um, just find a place outside of your air conditioned space mm -hmm. and be with some fresh air um, you know, take a look at the sun, you know, take in the clouds, come back to the present moment, stop planning, stop worrying, stop reminiscing about the past, no regrets, just drop everything and just, just be completely aware in the present moment. Uh, you can observe nature or you can, if you, if you want to take that present moment awareness to the next step, you can close your eyes and just follow the breath. Yeah. And notice oftentimes, um, when we're stressed, we'll be breathing very shallow mm. in, in the chest region. So if you want to take a deeper breath in the present moment, just breathe. Yeah. If you can't go outside, if you're stuck inside, then just take a deep breath in, push the diaphragm down, expand the belly out and let it go. What oftentimes happens is that we're only utilizing 20 or 30% of our lung capacity mm through um, a technique, uh, you know, after you finish a 12th class, which is a silent class, um, I recommend checking out the Art of Living. It's artofliving.org. There's a course um, that we talked about, the happiness program um, or the sky breath meditation. I teach you a technique called the Sudarshan Kriya. And in that technique, you get to utilize close to 80 or 90% of your lung capacity you learn to oxygenate the cells in your body and the Kriya actually realigns the nervous system. Wow. It's so powerful and it's such a paradigm shift in the way you feel, in the way you show up in everyday life. It's just so powerful. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, thank you so much yeah. for that. And I look yeah. forward to having you on the program again. Thank you. I know thank we have you. a lot of different ground to cover. So thank sure. you so much for okay. sharing all of this with us today. Yeah. Thank you, Karina. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this video, I encourage you to join Ritesh for his Tranquil Mind Yoga series, which you can find on our app yoga plus it's also on wellnessplus.tv and i look forward to seeing you all there thank you so much have a wonderful rest of your day and i look forward to seeing you again next time